Hello, and welcome to the Kenyans Are Calling podcast. It's Shrills, your host for the show. So first of all, I want to apologize. I am not in my regular closet studio. I am near Capitol Reef National Park, and so you might hear my dog in the background. You might hear an occasional car driving up the street. You might hear some squirrels and birds. I apologize. It's an outdoor podcast, and I'm outside right now, so <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. So last week, I was in Salt Lake City at the specialist for what's going on with my neck. And I finally got an injection. It's been like a year that I've been dealing with this stupid like neck shoulder issue. Um, and right after my injection, when I was still kind of a little bit traumatized and loopy, I went to IME to drop off some ropes and I ran into a fan there <laughs> who recognized my voice and my laugh and let me know that he listens to the podcast. And he asked me when I was going to do a flash flood near miss mini episode. And this is also something that I have been thinking about. I wanted to do something about flash floods last year um, because flash floods in Utah are really, really sketchy, they're dangerous, and a lot of people lose their lives um, because of them, because they underestimate the 20% chance of rain uh, scenario. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I decided that I am going to try to make that happen. So I've reached out to a few people, and if you, yourself, or you know somebody that has a story of a flash flood or like a near miss of a flash flood or just a near miss of a like a rock fall or just whatever, let me know and reach out and we'll get you on the show. We'll do these little mini episodes in the middle of the month and then I'll do a major episode at the beginning of the month. So that's how I plan to move forward. Hopefully that'll work. My life has been a little bit chaotic the last couple of months and I've just been trying to heal and battle some depression that has come out of not hiking. <laughs> so I'm sure a few of you can understand and uh, empathize with that. But I seem to be in the healing phase. My wrist is finally healed. My ankle is healed. And now if my shoulder will heal, I can get back in the canyons and life will be amazing. <laughs> So anyway, to start off this little Flash Flood mini episode series, I wanted to talk about a couple of times where I've been in, in a Flash Flood or could have been in a Flash Flood. So the most uh, predominant one is when I was in Rock Canyon, and I've talked about this a couple times on the show. Uh, we were guiding a family, two families through Rock Canyon, and it was a 20% chance of rain that day in Kanab, Utah, in Zion area. And this is really where I learned the term 20% chance of rain means that 20% of the area is going to get 100% of the rain. And it really impacted how I look at weather moving forward and how I judge what canyons I'm going to be in if there's going to be precipitation that day. A lot of times in the summertime, I'll opt to just hike. You know, if I hike to the trailhead and there's dark clouds and we check the weather, I'll turn around. Like, I have no shame in that because 
I have seen so much devastation of what happens if you do enter a slot canyon on a low chance precipitation day and it does rain and you do get a lot of rain in that drainage. Um, <laughs> so back to my story in Rock Canyon, uh, my boss and I were guiding two families. It was a mom and dad with two girls and then a mom with her son. And we got to the, I want to say fifth rappel, fourth rappel. And I noticed a big black wall of clouds and I pointed it out to my boss and I was like, Hey, that looks sketch. <laughs> and he agreed. He was like, well, we, we need to pick up the pace. And normally we do the hundred foot rappel and then we'll have a good snack there and we'll talk for a while. And it's just a really great place to have a, a long break and just kind of regroup with your group of clients. But this day we decided that we were just going to grab a bar and keep walking as fast as we could. And we mentioned to the clients that we were kind of concerned about the rain cloud that was above us. And so sure enough, we have quite a bit of a walk um, between the the fourth rappel and the last fifth rappel, I think maybe fifth and sixth anyway. <laughs> um, so there's quite a bit of walk. It's a big Sandy wash. Um, and during that walk, it started raining a little bit. And at first it was just a little bit of a trickle and then the rain got a little bit harder and harder. And pretty soon there was a little bit of water running in the wash and then the water got a little bit more and more. And we finally got to the last rappel and my boss set the ropes and he and one of the mom or the mom, one of the moms. Yeah, there was two moms. One of the moms and one of the daughters went down the rappel. And at that point, the rain was coming down pretty steady. And there started to be waterfalls on the cliff bands all around us. And uh, I remember at one point, there was a shot of lightning and the thunder hit before the lightning bolt even disappeared. It was that close and it just kind of rocked the whole canyon and echoed down and it was kind of magical, but also really scary. <laughs> um, and so I remember Nick calling up to me and saying to pull the rope and head for higher ground. And at that point, I was really concerned because now our party is separated. The little trickle of water that was going down the wash is now kind of a, a flowing river. And uh, there's waterfalls, like I said, waterfalls everywhere. What I did not know was that at the bottom of the rappel, when the water was coming down, there was like a big rooster tail of water going up. And so once you got to the bottom of the rappel, there was this other water hazard with the hydraulics of how the water was spraying up and around and you couldn't really go down. Um, once you get off rappel, there's a tiny little down climb there. And because the way the water was splashing back up and the hydraulics there, it made it more dangerous. And so... We headed for higher ground. Um, the rain just started downpouring at that point, and it just rained and rained and rained. Really, I mean, buckets of rain. If you've ever been caught in a southern Utah monsoon deluge, it freaking comes down. <laughs> so that was pretty intense. And, uh, 
yeah, we just started trying to sing songs about sunshine. And I remember like, here comes the sun. It's all right. (laughs) You know, Um, and just trying to remain positive and, you know, like talking to the clients about how these storms typically just last a little bit and we'll be fine. And so once the rain let up a little bit, we decided to walk where we were at is kind of a little bit of a peninsula between two canyons that come in. And so we were able to walk across the ridge for a little ways. And then I found a good ponderosa tree that we anchored off of and we rappelled down where the water was uh, not flowing in the wash and there wasn't that big crazy rooster tail and it was safe for all the clients to get down. And then we decided to take an early exit out. We normally go down into the Peru to Perunawip River. And then uh, normally we would walk down the Perunawip for a mile and a half or two miles and then exit out. But uh, that time, because the water and the rain, we decided to do the early exit and get back to the car. <laughs> And so that was a pretty intense day. I learned at that point to not trust like the weather channel for my my weather during monsoon season. I now look at three different weather apps, which might seem kind of absurd. But during regular season, I only look at two. But during monsoon season, I'll te- I'll check that third one just to see because they're all different. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but... Every weather source will give you almost a different um, forecast. <laughs> so that's a little bit crazy. But yeah, I just, I, I will err on the side of caution now because that was so intense. And then I've also, I've been canyoneering for 12 years now and I have seen a lot and I've heard a lot of stories of, you know, people that have been lost in flash floods um my the biggest day was the day that the keyhole seven perished and also that same day in colorado city a van was washed down the river because of the rain they were just like parked above a a drainage of water canyon when it flashed and their whole car was washed down and that whole family perished and it just breaks my heart to hear these stories And so my goal with this little mini series is to get people who like aren't from the Utah area who come here to recreate in the summer um, to know like how serious the weather can be. And 20% chance of rain in South Dakota means it may or may not rain. But 20% chance of Utah means 20% of the area is going to get 100% of the rain. And whether that's a quarter of an inch or two inches, it comes down fast And it can be very dangerous. And you really need to know the drainage caption area that you're going into. You know, people go into Buckskin Gulch and it's not going to rain there. But if it rains in Bryce the day before, that's going to come down and it's going to wash you out. And it has happened to people. They've been in the middle of the night, you know, no rain on them that day. But it rained in Bryce Canyon area and they'll be camping and the water will come and they have to head for higher ground and they lose a lot of gear and, you know, maybe their life. So it's just you need to know the risks of the area that you're at. 
I remember one time I was in Uray, Colorado, and Tom and I were doing Lower Oak Canyon. And we got to the trailhead, and it was trickling rain. And he starts putting on his wetsuit. And I was like, what are you doing, Tom? And he was like, well, we're doing this canyon. And I was like, it's raining. Like, you seriously think this is a good idea? And he was like, well, do you want to have a snack first and see what happens? And I was like, in Zion, we would never, ever be putting on our wetsuits to drop into a canyon when there's rain coming down. Like, we just would not do that, right? And so he explained to me that in, you know, Uray, the ground is different, which I kind of knew, and it's going to absorb the water. And we had checked the weather that day. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, much of a storm. And we came across another group who had done Middle Oak, and we joined with them, and everything was fine. However, last year, <laughs> same scenario, I got to Lower Oak Canyon. We were um, waiting for a group of people. They were 20 minutes, half hour after my turnaround time because I knew that some thunderstorms was co were coming in in the afternoon. And so I decided not to go into the canyon with them. Uh, me and my friend turned around and we hiked back. And when we got back to the car, like it started downpouring and I just keep thinking to myself, like had we joined the group in the canyon, it would have slowed them down. We would have been at least an hour or, or longer um, in the canyon because there was two more people. There was several more repels. Um, it would have slowed the whole group down. And when the rain came, we would have been hiking out. And that would have been, in my opinion, pretty terrifying. Um, so, yeah, just I, I trust my instinct. And maybe I'm overcautious. But the canyon's going to be there another day, another year, you know, whatever. Um, sometimes it's just not worth the risk, I think. And so... Yeah, you just need to know the drainage, know the weather, <laughs> know what's going to happen, and maybe just reroute your plans. There was also another time uh, my friends and I were going to do Boundary Canyon, which is uh, the Kolob section of Zion. And the, it was monsoon season, and the weather was supposed to be bad that afternoon. And Boundary is a really long canyon. And um, when we looked at the the radar map and where the weather was supposed to be, we decided to do a different canyon that was shorter in a different area. So we did Yankee Doodle and Boltergeist, which are both two, three-hour canyons, depending on the size of your group. And once we got to the top, we could assess the weather. We could, you know, check what was going on and decide if we wanted to do the other canyon or not. And when we looked over to where Boundary was, there was just that big black wall of, you know, water coming down. And we were all just so grateful that we decided to change our plans that day. And we still got in a good canyon. It wasn't as epic as Boundary, but we still had a great day and we didn't get flashed out. And we're still here to tell about it. And we can do Boundary another time. So just some things to consider and to think about when you're going into the canyons, especially during monsoon season. 
Uh, monsoon season in Utah typically hits between July and September. So that's something that, you know, people not from here may not know. And so, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's pretty important. Yeah, I just really don't want to lose more of the community to Mother Nature when it can be avoided. So, like I said in the beginning, if you have a story of where you outran a flash flood, it's not to shame you about going into a canyon on a bad day or whatever, because like I said, I did the same thing, right? But I just want to make people aware and maybe get them thinking a little bit more when they're making the decision about what canyon they want to do during bad weather. So, you know, maybe you just take your gear for a hike that day. You get to the top of the canyon and you're like, you know, those black clouds make me a little nervous and I just don't want to drop in today. So, yeah, let's just let's just think about it a little bit more. And I'm excited. I have some pretty cool stories coming up. And if you or anyone you know has some other stories to add, I would really love it. I think it would do the community a really great service. So please reach out. If you appreciate this podcast, um, please consider donating on Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com slash the canyons are calling with that each month we do a canyon call so the first Wednesday of every month we just meet up and chat canyons once in a while I'll get a guest on there so we'll have a topic or like, I don't know it's just a really great way to connect with the community that supports my show um, this show is 100% done by me. I do all the editing. I do all the research. I do all the interviews. I do all the things. So it does take a little bit of my time and a lot of my energy. And if you appreciate it, I would appreciate some support. Also, I have the website, The Canyons Are Calling. There you can get beer glasses or stickers or dog tug toys um things like that or rope ends to practice tying knots whatever and that also is a way to help support the show um yeah if you have a story that you want to share with me or if you just want to reach out it's the canyons are calling at gmail.com and then please follow us on facebook and on instagram and i will have links to those in the show notes all right well I'm sitting here in beautiful Capitol Reef. It finally stopped raining and the sun's coming out. So the canyons are calling. Unfortunately, I'm not doing canyons in Capitol Reef this time. I'm just hanging out with my grandkids. But I got to teach them what nature's about so I can get them into the canyons soon. Anyway, I appreciate you listening. Have a great day. The canyons are calling. I'm going to go. <laughs>